You're listening to Costume Closet Chats with Waco Civic Theater. Welcome to Secret Edit That. A fun segment on Costume Closet Chats. I am Clarissa. I am the Diversity Outreach Coordinator. I know my title. I'm Clarissa, and I'm the Diversity Outreach Coordinator and the PR Specialist for the Waco Civic Theater. And with me is... Philip. Hi. I uh, I am the graphic designer for Waco Civic Theater at the moment, and but I've also done like a million other things, so I have a lot of opinion. So, uh, our background culture, just because this is an audio medium, people yes. don't know what we look like. So, like, what, what's our what's our background, our uh, cultural, ethnic background? So, you know? I am a full-blooded Mexican. Uh, my mother's family is all from, like, historically from the Austin area, um, just everywhere. And my father is from San Luis Potosí uh, in Mexico. Uh, and, yeah, he immigrated here. Uh, immigrants, we get the job done. Um, <laughs> and that is my background. Uh, so I am lightly more complicated just because like, so my mom is like full, uh, Mexican. Uh, I believe my mom was first gen immigrant, like half of a lot, some of her siblings, uh, were born in Mexico and then she was born in Del Rio. Um, but with my dad, it's a bit more complicated because my, his dad was adopted. Right. So we don't really know the full culture there. Um, but we, we're from San Antonio, uh, so he's got, like, Hispanic um, from his mom. Um, but also, at the same time, like, we, my dad has done, like, one of those ancestry and me sort of things. Because we'd always had suspicions of, like, my grandfather being indigenous of some kind. And with, the, with that blood test, we were able to be like, yeah, none of that came from grandma. <laughs> that that came from grandpa right there. Yeah. So like the culture there, I'm not in touch with it. Yeah. Right. But like I'm, I am not white. I am, depending on the time of year, more white passing than other times of year. Um, summer. We, we lovely, lovingly refer to this as the winter color. <laughs> I I really enjoyed the summer in which I felt uh, a bit more like I could say I was Mexican and Hispanic. But that time has passed. <laughs> hmm. But no, yeah. So I'm from San Antonio, though, and and people. I have had this conversation with people, but this is really just has to, to like tell you how naive I am. Because I grew up in San Antonio, right? So even if you weren't like Hispanic, you could have looked Hispanic, right? Yeah. Like I just grew up thinking if you were pale with dark hair, you were Hispanic because like your mom or your dad or somebody, mm. if you had a white last name, I thought you were still Hispanic because like you could have been, or you were like, that was like just the reality for me, like yeah. growing up and like some of my family, very pale, like my sister paler than I am, you know? Yeah. Uh, but she's, she's got the same like heritage that I do. So I yeah. just like lived my life. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're white passing, it's white passing. You're like, you're not white unless you're blonde. Right. Yeah. And even then, like my baby cousin is blonde and blue eyed and he's that family. We are Mexican. He comes from my mom's side. So I came to college <laughs> and, you know, I went to Baylor, Waco, yeah. Texas. And it wasn't until my junior year, uh, or maybe it was second senior year. It was one of, I, I had a, I had a little victory the same lap. Year that you figured out about, uh, cinnamon sugar toast. It was after that. It's <laughs> <laughs> another story. But I was in a, an American lit class, right? And I was realizing, like, and in my journalism classes, too, like, I was realizing that 
other people who were white passing were white passing because they were white. And this was like a realization that I had to have. Yeah. That like, because I've grown up in San Antonio where Hispanics are like the majority, right? Yeah. And like, I've known in some parts that like, yeah, America as a whole, the white is the majority, but like Spanish, like Hispanics are like the major mi- minority, right? Yeah. And so coming to college, I was like, wait, hold on. And I remember sitting in my American like class and just like looking around and being like, wait, so if I can't tell if you're Hispanic, odds are you're actually not Hispanic. And it was like the sort of realization that I was like, I am a minority. Like these people, like not that we all have the same life experiences anyway. Yeah. You and I have very different life experiences. But, like, just realizing that this kind of, like, cultural thing, and it was a really, like, heavy realization for me to have of being, like, this isn't, oh, this is different. Like, looking around my journalism classes and realizing, like, and my journals, this was a different thing, like, which is, like, the gender disparity in journalism was, like, many of my classmates, women, many of the people you see in the field of journalism, men. And that was, like, another thing I was, like, reckoning with, you know, was, like, this kind of, like, okay, well, this is what it looks like, but what is it, what's represented on this screen, you know? And it was a very, very interesting thing for me to realize, like, one day, like, I'm a minority. And, like, you think I would know that, but yeah. I didn't. I I, I had a, a similar uh, realization because, uh, I guess, growing up, like, I used to be a bit more uh, stubborn and hard-headed. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I was always just like, I don't understand, like, why... What's this whole thing about representation? I don't look at things that way. Right? And then, uh, it's so silly when I talk about it out loud, but it was, uh, I was watching Rogue One, the Star Wars movie, Mm -hmm. and, you know, with Diego Luna as the lead, and it just, it changed everything for me. Yeah. Seeing someone who spoke like my family. Yes. Who, you know, had the same accent and who had the same, like, a similar, like, I mean, he's still pretty light-skinned. But, like, a similar skin color. And, like, mm-hmm. they were letting him be, you know, Latina on on screen. And right. it meant so much. And it wasn't until after that that I was like, oh. Like, this, this matters. Is, this is why diversity matters. This is why representation matters. Yeah. And, like, it was such an eye-opening moment for me. And, you know, I... Nowadays, like, I really am someone that tries to look at those things. And mm-hmm. really make sure that, you know, I we're all being represented as much as possible. Yeah. I had that moment with one day at a time with one day at a time, because like Justina Machado, like I swear to God, she, if my wife was a movie, which like my life should be a movie. I just think that's what the world deserves. But like, if my life was a movie, she would play my mom. She would play my mom. (laughs) She looks like my mother. And so I, I saw that and I was like, I just like started crying. Everything about that TV show just gets me. Yeah. But like seeing someone who looks like my mom going through like life and suffering and seeing like it just makes me cry more because like, I love my mom. And then I see like my movie mom on TV yeah. and she's just crying. I'm like, no, mom, it's okay. But like, just like the Pope was on the tea on on oh my God. <laughs> having the Pope's on the fridge, right? Having those magnets. And I just like was watching this show and like the importance like of like of. Uh, a Latina culture, but it wasn't like the whole show, but it was. And just like seeing that, but that was, that was me. Like, but first and foremost, like, cause that was on like TV. That was on Netflix. That was mainstream. Yeah. Musicals aren't quite mainstream. They really, not really. But I, so I was listening to musicals this whole time, you know, like I got really into them like freshman year of college. Um, but then when I went to New York, 
I had, I had gotten really into them. And I remember that I had been keeping track of the On Your Feet Gloria Stefan musical. Yeah. Because my mom, I grew up listening to Gloria Stefan, like, so much. Every... It was... That was it. That was... My household, my mom was... That was our icon. Yeah. Was, it was Gloria. And so I had been keeping an eye on the musical, because I was like, Mom, look, it's a musical. And it's Gloria. Like, this is perfect for us. Let's go to Chicago together. And she was like, with what money? I was like, with what money? <laughs> and so... But I went to New York, uh, junior year of college... And I just decided, you know, to, like, do a today ticks. Like, and I got, like, a $30 ticket to On Your Feet, like, when we landed. It was amazing. It was going to be, like, Rear Mez. And then I got upgraded to, like, Rear Orchestra. It was amazing. But, like, I was watching it, and I was just, like, overcome with, like, that's my grandma on stage. Like, that's my grandma with that dress and, like, with that hair. And, like, just, like, speaking in Spanish, like, that's that's my grandma. And, like, with that hair, that's, that's my mom. And that's, that's Gloria. I grew up listening to Gloria and just like seeing like this life because it's a jukebox and it's about Gloria. Right. But just like seeing that on stage and just like being immersed in like, you don't think musicals and theater are for like everyone. Yeah. Right. You're just like musicals and theater. Like this is, this is different. This is a different culture. Yeah. And then seeing that on stage and I could cry right now just thinking about, like, the effect it had on me. That, like, oh, I like something, but it's not me liking, like, like I don't know. What's what's the thing? It's not me being Hispanic and deciding that I want to have, like, hibachi grill, right? It's, like, yeah. it's a different culture. But, like, this, this theater is for everyone, and it embraces all cultures, and it's not, it doesn't belong to any one person. Yeah. Because before, it sort of felt like it belonged to somebody else, but I got to watch it and appreciate it. Yeah. But now it's like, no, hold on. Like, this is for everyone. And I got that moment watching On Your Feet. So, it was, it's hands down, like, I love Newsies, don't get me wrong. But, yeah. like, one of the most important, like, experiences I've ever had in a musical has been watching On Your Feet. Well, and I feel like that's, that's something that's a bit harder for me, just because off the top of my head, I can't think of any dark-skinned Latina people yeah. that are on stage. Yeah. Particularly men, you know. You're right, because I can think of Latinas on Broadway right now, but yeah. they're paler. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, you you only get your light-skinned, white-passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because, you know, my, my people are heavily underrepresented in the media. Mm-hmm. You know, the last place that I saw like a lead that way was uh, Yalitza Baracio in Roma. Mm -hmm. And it meant so much to see someone with my features. Yeah. To see someone that, you know, looked like my sisters, that looked like my mother, you know, uh, my grandmother, you know, because that's just not. Colorism is so real, mm-hmm. and it's something. And we've that, talked about this. We like uh, Clarissa and I have had conversations, you know, uh, privately about how you know it's it's hard. Yeah, you know, because oftentimes you know we grow up thinking, you know, oh, you know, I need to be lighter. I need to be lighter. I need to be lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, maybe some for me, you know, that that thought was enforced a lot by my my own family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard. Yeah. You know, and so when I look at Broadway, I don't see anyone like me. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you do, they're just like, they're not the lead roles. Yeah. Like, if, if they're there. Yeah. 
you know, and then, like, that's, like, not considering, like, oh, I'm also, like, a big person that's overweight. Like, that's not even considering, like, that or being, you know, anybody for uh, queer people, for mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, they're just, I'm not saying that, like, oh, like, you know, we need to, let's try and make sure that we have, like, a dark skin. Yeah, tokenism like, and just having yeah. one from every little, from not, every spot. Not we'll trying just, to do that. Yeah, no. But at the same time, like, What's why, the accessibility? Why isn't it okay? Right? Like, and I know the argument is normally like, oh, well, they're not coming out. Well, maybe they're well, not coming out. Well, why aren't they coming out? out? That usually there's a reason. And it, yeah. and it comes down to, like, so many... Oh, my God. It comes to so much more than just, like, like prejudices and everything. But what are yeah. the opportunities, right? Yeah. Where are the opportunities? Like, where do the kids go to school? And where do they go to school? Where are those opportunities? And who, at, with those opportunities, is actually able to seize those opportunities? Yeah. Like, who's got the time? Who's got the money? Who's got the, the transportation? It comes down to all of these things. Yeah. And it, it's just so unfortunate. Because, like, anyone could do anything. It's just, do they have the opportunity to do so? Yeah. And, like, and we talked a very long time earlier today about comics. Yeah. Um, like, these are forms of escapism. These are forms of, like, ways to enjoy yourself and escape, like, maybe you're having a hard time. Or maybe yeah. you want to see someone being the hero, someone who looks like you. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, it's hard. If you even feel, think about it, like, on this, like, explicit, like, n- like very, like, this is how I think about it way. But if you're always exposed to something where the people who have the happy ending aren't you, like, do you, do you feel that you deserve a happy ending just as much as somebody who does see that in yeah. media? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> right now we're about to get, you know, another example of uh, Latina people on, uh, in the, the mainstream with uh, West side story. Oh my God. Yes. Um, but I'm, I, I am not looking forward to it because it is something where I'm just frustrated with seeing people like me with my skin color once again demonized Mm. and shown to be violent. Oh. And that's usually the only way that my people are portrayed. Yeah. And so it's really hard. Yeah. Because I want to celebrate, you know, something that is important, something that is historical, you know, but it's hard. And that's why, you know, with things like... Uh, in the Heights, you know, or, um, gosh, even when you look at, like, some of, I don't know, there, that's, that's another thing. You see me struggling to come up with, <laughs> Yeah, like, like what are the things. examples? Like, there are so few. So. Like, we just had our first, like, Latin winner for Best Play a little while ago. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, uh, I should know his name. I know Sergio Trujillo, but he is a choreographer. Mm-hmm. And he works with On Your Feet. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, oh, you know, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to put my phone in uh, correct mode here so I can Google. Oh, man. We'll Google search uh, first, first Latin. If I could spell. That would be, that would be wonderful. But, I mean, you just have to make things look pretty. That's what I tell yeah. myself. I used to, like, do spelling competitions and, like, math competitions. I'm like, I just need to make the photos look pretty now. Matthew Lopez. Mm, mm-hmm. He's our first Latino to win the Tony Award for Best Play. Yeah. Like, we've had, you know, it's a constant struggle because I feel like there are so many of us and yet we are so quiet. 
right? And, like, that's the thing, too, because, like, I, I'm, and I don't want, it's hard to express it, too, because the, the Hispanic population, the Latina population is, like, the largest minority when it comes to, like, culture in, Mm -hmm. in the U.S., but we are among the least represented on screen, and, like, I'm happy for other, like, representation. Absolutely. Like, that needs to happen, but it, it also is like, but wait, what about what, us? what happened here? We skipped, we skipped a step. Where, yeah. where did we go? My it's, cousin, my cousin's an actress in New York. Yeah. And she's talked with me about it, about how she thought about like going by a different last name or yeah. like, cause she's also paler, but like when she goes in for a role, she gets like it, very specific types of roles read for her. Or she tries to go for the white roles because those are the ones that are the characters that aren't stereotypes. Yeah. And so, like, she struggled with that, too. And I was surprised because, like, I, I've i heard about it, but, like, I don't think about it as it relates. You know, it's a, it's, it's a wider truth, but it's not a yeah. specific truth. And so, it's just, like, it's so frustrating that, that different experiences aren't re- represented. And, like, this goes beyond, like, culture. It's just, like, every experience, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's something stories fascinating. Yeah. Stories are, like, we don't want to watch the same things over and over and over again. I mean, sure, if there's a reboot, but what are you going to do with the reboot? Yeah. Like, we, like, we want to watch the same thing to an extent, right? Yeah. And if you reach out to a different community, like, to, when, uh, when it was Deaf West Spring Awakening, like, that oh, was yeah. fascinating and oh. amazing and beautiful. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, there's so many different life experiences to be shared, to be had. And when you show those on a stage, not only do you tell a different story and that's like for variety, but also you open up that experience to so many other people who would have no idea, who are blind, who are ignorant. And now they're able to like, you know, for two hours, they were able to step into someone's shoes and feel that emotion, right? And that goes for like, for the actors, one, but also like the actors, like, even if you're like you're passing for this one kind of role, like why not have that role like be extended to someone in that community? Yeah. Like, and this conversation happens in comics all the time yeah. because like we have people who are who are Romani and they are not portrayed as Romani. Yeah. They're portrayed by white people, like because it's just easier. But why is it easier? Are you making the effort? Yeah. Is it important to you? What's important to you when you're telling this story? And if you don't think that the heritage of someone is important, like. What what is that what does that show everyone else who related to that character who relates to that story when you push past that, right? I mean I can only think of one uh indigenous Latin hero and that's America Chavez. Danny Moonstar. Oh, okay. I, I've got one uh, more. I I know that Roy Harper, uh the he was really? before he was redhead. Yeah, he okay. or even if he is redhead, but in his earlier iterations they don't talk about it as much anymore. But he was um, Native American or had Native American heritage. Um, and then I can't think of any Afro-Latinos. <sighs> Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I um, mean... And, you know, if we try to relate it back to Broadway, I'm still at a loss. I'm still trying to think of, like, the people from On Your Feet. Like, I'm pretty sure her name is Tanayri. I think she was a background. She's... Um, She's darker, and she's done a lot of work on Broadway. Um, I know Linedi. Linedi is um, she's a bit darker, and she's going to be on Dear Evan Hansen. And I'm really excited for her because she was on your feet, but then she did a couple of like 
out of state musicals, you know? Yeah. And she was just, she was uh, working at a bank, right? And she decided to audition for On Your Feet, you know, because she loves theater, but she didn't think she was going to get it. And next thing you know, she's in New York. She's the understudy for Gloria. Like, she, like, it's a really wonderful story. She's married now. Ah! <laughs> I, I love her. And I want to, I wanted to go see her in Florida when she was doing the Florida musical. And I want to go to New York to see her in Dear Evan Hansen. I was going to go see her when she was on tour. But yeah, like, I'm just trying to think of people who were in Broadway. Um, Josh Segarra was in this? Yes! Josh Segarra was the original Emilio! <laughs> yes! And then when Arrow did, when they did their musical crossover and he didn't yeah. sing, I was upset! Because I had Jeremy Jordan singing. I was like, the only thing that could make this better is if Josh Segarra did a little, like, rat-tat-tat-tat, and he did a little bit on your feet, like, a little, ooh! But he didn't because he wasn't good enough of a character to be, like, in the crossover. Like, I was so upset. I was like, you have Josh Segarra, but you're not going to let him sing? Ugh. Look at these levels. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, mad. I was so mad. I was not aware of Josh being in that. I, I love him. And he did sing again. Like, he, he there was a, a Latin Voices on Broadway or something. Here for Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. They did the concert, and Josh Segarra came back, and yeah. he, like, introduced Lenevi. And I was like... When will you sing again? I was, ugh. I mean, I, I, I got to know him through a dumb uh, TV show called Sirens. Oh, my God. Um, I remember wanting to watch that because I love mermaids. I say as I swing my long mermaid-length hair. Uh, and then uh, he was in Dogfight, um, which... Uh, with Lindsay Mendez. Uh, with Lindsay Mendez mm-hmm. and Derek Klenna. Oh, my God, yeah. And then Annalie Ashford, right? Uh, Annalie Ashford, yeah. Stephen Booth, uh... Oh gosh, what's his uh, F. Michael Haney? Oh hey gosh. F, what's up? <laughs> uh, it's my boy. Um, and then, oh gosh, what is his name? Married to Megan McGinnis. Adam, oh, Ad, it starts with an H. Oh God, I was just thinking of who's married to her and Daddy Longlegs. Side note, I he would played in in the uh, in the, the Paul HD. Nolan. No, that's no, but... Paul Alexander Nolan. Yes, yes, the, he was in, married to her and Daddy Longlegs on the Broadway cast recording. But in the Broadway HD recording, okay, uh, that's her husband. Oh, um, you're gonna make me look up. Uh, yeah, I am. Daddy Longlegs. I that what my roommate and I have a very special relationship with this musical because when we moved in together, <clears throat> like within the first week, I I was it was one of the musicals I was listening to at the time and I played it. But you know how culture has like changed word meanings. So she was like listening to Daddy Longlegs mm, and she was like, "What's I, going on, Daddy?" No, truly. And she was I, like, same thing. Same she thing. was like, "I call my dad Daddy now. I can't. I mean, I couldn't before, but now I really can't." And I was like, "Adam Halpin." Oh yes, yes. but oh. you know, I it's like. I want I want the Civic to do on your feet because I am selfish, but I also want the Civic to do Daddy Long Legs because yeah. I am also selfish. I I've, I I feel like we could do that. I have uh, volunteered to direct that one many times. Daddy Long Legs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love Daddy Long Legs. Okay, well we gotta talk to Eric. Um, honestly, now that we're you know in like pandemic COVID times, like it might be a little bit more feasible now. Yeah. Uh, because before he was like, it's two people. Why would I do a musical? With I know two we've been doing a, we've been doing a lot of like shows with like smaller casts and everything. Like Little Woman was the biggest cast. Yeah. Not including the children's shows. No, but yeah, I was thinking about like Daddy Longlegs. I because I have the Spotify on repeat, mm-hmm. uh, and so it the what 
has one of them. I couldn't have left somebody else. No, the color of your eyes. The color of your oh, eyes is one, one of the songs that's on my on repeat, oh, like every single one. time. And so every time it comes on, I'm like, okay, but what if the Civic did that? Okay, like but- I know as diversity outreach coordinator, it's not something that I really need to be pushing for. But as someone who's like, hey. I mean- we could make that a very diverse show. And it I think we beautiful. really could. We could. I There's um, arguments for it, definitely. But you, you know that I, I have searched high and low, and I can't find out how old Megan McGinnis is. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, why does she still sound 18? <laughs> I'm like, what is this voice vampire? She she has really good training. Oh, she has phenomenal training. And the thing is, is like, I've gone back and researched. Hi, I'm also a voice teacher. Look out for me. Um <laughs> I actually, professionals. I am a professional voice teacher. People, what's cool for this? UMHB, go crew. Um, I have, her vocal technique from when she was in Beauty and the Beast Mm -hmm. to now is completely different. Is it really? And I have kind of like analyzed it only just from like listening. And what I have gleaned from what she's doing is she actually approaches uh, her register changes the same way that men do. Okay. um, Which makes for this like seamless... Uh, I've never seen anyone else do this. Yeah. And it's just wild because it makes everything seamless. I can't ever figure out what register she's in because it's always some sort of mixy, belty. But, like, when you listen to Flight by uh, her and Sutton Foster, Mm -hmm. like, she's the one on top hitting those high A's. And I'm just like, how do you do that? I was thinking, uh, you you were, anything you can do, I can do better. Uh, Yeah. So... Uh, there's a version of that where I, it's Jeremy Jordan and Laura Osmond singing it. I'm like, oh, I just think about that. I know. <laughs> you can leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the soft O, but not the good, <laughs> not the good soft O. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> God, but diversity in theater is important. It is important. And it's something that we're all working on constantly. Diversity, diversity is not just important in theater, it is important everywhere. Yes. Um, and it is something that all forms of media are working on. And, you know, we've talked about comics and movies mm-hmm. and TV and just everything. And it is important everywhere because, you know, us two little Mexican children, <laughs> you know, are just barely, like, beginning our walks on, like, realizing how important diversity yeah. is. And, like, if we can start this late in our lives... Um, because, you know, we're both ancient. Yeah, yeah I I'm... I brought you on the ride with me. One foot <laughs> in the grave, you know, I'm going to be 27 soon, and, like, that's it. Yeah, no more. She's already, like, thir- <laughs> a third of the way through with her life. I'm trying I'm, to do 27 only, times three. I'm only giving you, like, 70 years. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on, I know math. <laughs> it's, like, 71 years. Yeah, okay. She's three quarters of the way down But That sounds more accurate. Mm, let's go... Three quarters of the way done. I got a quarter left. I'm going to die at 36. Her body is broken. <laughs> this is true. I had to keep stretching my foot because my ankle felt like it was going to break off right now. Well, it was really fun talking with you about these topics. We're going to continue to have these conversations. Yeah, we definitely, uh, these are conversations that need to be had and are important. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not always easy to have. So no. uh, it's nice to have a safe costume closet to talk about them in. I, yeah it's nice to be surrounded by the clothes of shows past you know and the ghosts but that's another episode that's another episode that i we need to have because i thought there was a ghost here today chance was like do you hear that and i said what and he was like 
in the vents and i said what and he said oh people are working on the ac right now i said there better be someone working on that ac right now or else i'm quitting like that was a scary i can't moment. wait till you have your first experience the door's open on my first day here no there are worse ones well that's uh for that, next time we're gonna do a spooky episode halloween's over so we have to wait a year but let's go work on graphics <laughs> and hopefully we don't kill each other take that out let's go work on graphics Claw. i hate you this is Klaus. This is it. This is our our working relationship is done. Uncle Klaus. What the heck? Well, that was a fun time. Uh, see you guys next time. Except we won't see you because it's only through your ears. Hear you guys next. <laughs> we don't hear don't them. Don't leave that. Don't leave that. Don't. <laughs> you will hear us next time. I'll, don't I'll, hear us. We'll hear you. Uh, <laughs> This has been Costume Closet Chats with Waco Civic Theatre.